Find us and the podcast on all social social media platforms. Look for us on Twitter at HMOA number six P A C K. Also on Instagram and Facebook. Follow along, see and access show content topics, and of course, we want your feedback, your comments, participation. Contact us directly at HMOA number six P A C K at gmail.com or through Facebook Messenger. Ah, uh, Anthony, bro, what's happening today, hey. kid? We're here. You know what? I'm in a really good mood today, Anthony. That's good. I really am. You know why I'm in a really good mood? Because you have single malt whiskey in front of you? I have single malt whiskey. We're drinking like men today. We have a single malt whiskey with uh, with uh, awesome beer chasers. Well, uh, based on some of your uh, your uh, facial expressions over there, maybe uh, less uh, awesome beers. Don't judge beers. my facial expressions. I judge everything that's in this room. No, actually, it, it was a really good day. It was a really good day. I, um, I discovered a... Uh, a, uh, a certain piece of technology today. So, um, for the listening audience that actually is not aware, I um, I do I do uh, service work in home. I'm an appliance repairman. That's my day job. That's my real time job. So I have a uh, a uh, stock radio. Ooh. In my in my van. Yeah. No, it's not ooh, not ooh, because um, I'm aware that um, we're we're available like all across the country and even even the world if uh, one was so inclined to uh, actually look us up but um if you're in the uh the boston area we don't have crap for radio stations not anymore and we um used we, we used to have some i mean they're the same station we used to, just we, not as good as they used to be well i think the difference like like if you go back to like the late 90s early 2000s like when we had like af and like bcn and uh Oh, what was 92.9 back in the day? I, f- I can't remember what it was called, but it was pretty good. It's not bad right now. It's like, it's, it's Boston's AF all rock and, right now. Uh, rock 101 with the Oh, Rock 101. Two. That's right. We have Rock 101. Um, but I mean, there used to be like competing stations, like sure. especially like AAF mm-hmm. and like BCN. Like there used to be like competing stations. So when something like that happens, like you have to be good. Otherwise, right. like, well, no, I'll sure. just go to freaking the other station. We don't have that anymore. BCN no. is now, I think, uh, Top forty dog yeah, shit well, station, yeah, like and uh, AF. I mean, I I, I love I, Ka- don't, I I love Carrie over there to death. But ever I since she's been the programming director, right. it's like it's classic. I don't classify a lot of the songs they play even rock. You know what I mean? They just have this. Now, when I used to listen to AF, I mean, this is when you had they played Corn and System of a Down and Disturbed. And Slipknot, they played all They year. used to have the show called Harder and Faster. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, Like, it was... It started out as, like, a like a late-night, like, overnight thing. Mm-hmm. But then it, um... I, I think it was, like, 8 o'clock at night or something like that. Like, Harder, Faster, like, with uh, with Mike Shue. Uh, rest in peace to Harder, Faster. 
but we just we just don't have that anymore. Right. And like there's um I agree. There's a station down in Connecticut. If I'm in certain parts of Massachusetts, I, I I'm gonna get the call letters wrong. It's like somewhere in the low 90s, but I, I, I want to say it's WCCC. It's a lot of C's. And I could be completely wrong in that, but uh, WCCC. I mean, they 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 they. They have a pretty good, uh, pretty good music catalog they're, they're down good. there, but like I don't get them unless like I'm on my way to like the casino, <laughs> which with my uh, financial situation currently, I, I have not been to the casino in a really long time. Like I used to live there, but not, not so much, not so much nowadays. But, but anyway, I digress. The uh, the re- the reason why I'm in like such a good mood, I found like a really fabulous piece of technology today. Not even today. Like I, I actually ordered it on uh, on Amazon. It's a it's a it's a very small piece of equipment. It only cost me like nineteen dollars plus shipping. It's a um it's an FM transmitter. Okay. And I'm sure like some some listening parties are gonna be like, dude, come on, man, that's been around like forever. Well, you know what? I didn't fucking know it was around forever. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know. Like that's my simple the one mind. where it goes from your phone to your radio. Yes, it's and a you, you pick like connection. the station and it hooks up right. to. Yeah. Okay. So the um the the point of this story before we uh before the uh get on with the sounder goes off um a couple a couple of uh, months ago I actually wanted to get a uh, an XM radio transmitter and I wanted to uh, add that because the XM radio transmitter some of them you can actually dial into like an FM station so mm-hmm. when you have a, a stock radio vehicle like I have that I have to deal with like at work all day because I got to get away from radio because um in a couple of minutes I'll, I'll explain why I have to get ra- away from radio but I just have to well in further I'll explain why I have to get ra- away from radio but I just I need more me I needed like more like a bit so I actually wanted because um satellite radio I really like octane. I really like uh, Turbo. Turbo is a new one that just came out. Um, I believe Liquid Metal, Metal, Liquid Metal, yep. is still out there. But now that I think of it, maybe Turbo. Yeah, took, uh, when I used to listen, it was out there. I take it back. I, I'm pretty sure Liquid Metal's still there. That's. I mean, that's three. Plus, I like all the comedy stations and like stuff. Like oh yeah, that. Like some of them wanna, are pretty good. But I want to mix it up every so often. So I was gonna. Um, I was gonna get this. Uh, this transmitter for like the satellite radio, but then. The problem is, and then like, like, like I discussed before, like I have this, you know, I have like financial obligations that like sure. are outside of just my like entertainment interest. Mm-hmm. Um, satellite radio wants sixteen dollars a month mm-hmm. to like be a subscriber. Now I know like there's like the entry level, like I would have paid like thirty bucks for like six months, like blah 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 right. blah blah blah. I am already a uh, subscriber. Like right now, like my my choice because I mean I have all Apple products, so I use Apple Music. So I have the whole Apple Music catalog at my discretion, and right. like I can make it available offline, like sure. et cetera, et cetera. Like it's a really good yep. product. Um, so going back to uh, episode five, <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring it up, but you. you I would did. like to. Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna recant my rant because at the time, a certain app failed me. But I actually love my Apple products. Like, GarageBand failed us. We lost some radio gold in episode five, but it's okay. Uh, the fact that I brought it up, obviously I'm not over it yet, but that's okay. I will get over it. I'm not going to apologize for my rant, but I'm going to say I do love Apple products. Apple, Apple, Apple. That's all I have to say about that. Where was I? Oh, okay. I'm a subscriber to Apple, so yeah. I already pay like a certain, a certain dollar amount. To like a, a, a subscription service, so I didn't really want to pay another dollar amount for 
because there's actually another service another service right so so i mean not that i wouldn't pay 25 dollars a month like combined between the two for uh for great listening pleasure like it's not mm-hmm. like i wouldn't do that right. but the difference being like apple music i can do whatever the hell i want with apple music mm-hmm. I can create playlists. Right. I can go you know, through albums. Sure. I can actually go through. I can like create stations. You like can if I want to just songs like, individually, right? I can search yeah. songs individually. Yeah. I can be like anal retentive and just like change every every song. Mm-hmm. I can be like, okay, I listen to this. Now I want to listen to this, or maybe I want to listen to one song ten times in a row. If I want right. to do that, I can do that. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why. So this FM transmitter that I found for nineteen dollars. It cost me less than 25 bucks off of Amazon, like, without shit. So what happened to me today was, like, when I'm on the road today, because in all honesty, like, my job, one of the good things about my job, if I'm on the road for, like, eight hours, I'm probably doing four hours of actual work, which means I'm doing four hours of driving Driving. and listening to... Stock radio. Yeah, usually. So today, I guess what really put me in a good mood was my, um, my Amazon transmitter wasn't supposed to actually show up until monday but it came yesterday Ooh. so i'm like oh, amazon I'm like, doing work is it, this is like christmas doing work it's like christmas it's like did you get a drone they send it by drone i i, I don't is even that care a thing yet because that's i don't think it's not, a thing yet. it might be i think i think they're testing it they're testing it i think but i mean i don't honestly care how it got to my front my front step because i mean i came home from work yesterday and like i got like a package and like, like i said it's like it's like a christmas and april so i'm like (laughs) so i plugged this thing in so i had like a full day and like i had a long day today like it was it was a full day of work and like i had a lot of driving and i had probably like the most epic playlist today like ever like i could just do whatever i wanted with it and like i was just like clouded because you know what here in new england we've been having like dog shit weather (laughs) and it wasn't warm today but it was sunny so Mother Nature's a little trans-seasonal, you must. Yeah. Mother Nature's a whore. Mm-hmm. That's what I think about Mother careful, Nature. That's going to snow again. Yeah, well, it's going to snow anyway because, like, probably that's, pro- that's what we're doing this year. We're just going to skip spring. So, yes, thanks to my FM transmitter and the fact that I can listen to my Apple. And plus, I can listen to podcasts. Those are stupid. I can listen to <laughs> our podcasts. I can listen to our friends' podcast. I can like listen to the darker They're side. They're not as stupid as this one, but it's fine. Um, I'm gonna screw up the title of this one: the the life, relationships, and everything in between, and everything in between. And then the darker side. Actually, I, I really, li- I actually really like the the last episode they just put out. So, so much more things I can do on my iPhone now, and I'm like, I'm so excited now because like now my my eight to nine or ten hour days that I'm gonna spend in my truck. Right. You can watch porn and surround sound. Didn't even think of that. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> a whole new world. Get on I, that I, magic carpet. I know you guys can't see this, but my mind just got blown. <laughs> what I also figured out today, the uh, my uh, my van. Pretty good set of speakers in that van. I don't know if it's like the wide Makes open. Except for it being a van. I don't know if it's like the wide open back. Like it really like emphasizes like a little woof Maybe. action. But there's... um. Yeah, not bad. All right. So yeah, the point of that the point of that rant was um, it's in a really good mood today. Heavy opinions. I'm back. Oh man, I drank way too much. And uh, with that being said, I actually figured I um, 
to start today, we would uh, we would introduce a new segment. Because I'm all about adding segments. Oh, before I even get to that. We do everything in sixes today. This is episode number six. It is. We have a six-pack of episodes. We do. Right now. That's a six-pack of heavy metal over a six-pack. I like it. So if we had, like, a little box, you could put all the individual little episodes, one per slot, yeah. and you can walk around with, you like, your little six-pack of heavy metal over a six-pack. For $11. I think it's pretty, fr- pretty much free right now. Whatever. I just work here. Oh, we we could make a product though. That'd be fun. I don't know if anybody would future. buy us. The future. Maybe. Maybe when we have a case. That'd be twenty four. Twenty four. Like we could have a case of episodes if we have twenty four. So we'll just sell it in cases. Yeah, we could have like a Instead box. Instead of like a season, we'll have it in cases. Yeah. And if we had like an extended cut, they'd be like tall boys. <laughs> See, I like I like where you're going with this. That's our, the uh, alcohol talking. I apologize. Our pay our Patreon. Our Patreon profile is like growing. <laughs> no one we haven't started yet. Yeah, well, what, uh, what, what's his face? Dave was telling us that we should uh, we should start the Patreon. Yeah. Maybe someday. Maybe. But Maybe. I like everything that you just said right now. Like we have cases and like get like the extra like top. What? That's like gold right there. <laughs> it's like podcast gold. Would it be straw, gold, amber, copper, dark brown, or black? <laughs> Going by the. <laughs> My rating system. I want to make sure we have the correct. What are we, like 10 minutes in, dude? How many of those have you drank? Enough. Right, we'll to mind your own business. <laughs> so I was thinking we can, uh, we can introduce uh, a new segment today. Sure. I like to call it uh, Heavy Opinions mm-hmm. Under the Influence. Yeah. In, uh, I don't know, modern, modern day. What's the word I'm looking for? Present day, modern. Well, no, like, oh. like, I guess uh, today. I'm trying to give people a grasp. So, like, if you if you're a Family Guy fan, like, if you watch a sure. show or Family Guy, uh, Peter does a uh, segment. Uh, what really grinds my gears? Grinds your gears. So, um, the, like, uh, heavy opinions under the influence. I, I would th- I would think would be like our version of what really heavily grinds. opinionated under the influence. I don't know. I'm just, Dude, I'm, I'm just, sitting right I'm here. You don't, to, you don't have to insult me. Like, I didn't mean days. to. No offense. I'll go with that first. <laughs> Pretend right. I said that first. All right, done taken. So with that being said, like, uh, so I wanted to introduce like a, an opinion. I, um, you know, I, I, I came up with a, with a, with an opinion. Like, there's, there's a couple things that actually um, sparked my opinion. Anthony, let me ask you. Ask away. Is um, in relation to the, uh, the music industry. What is social media for? Like, what is the purpose of social media? Sharing your music, band, song, event, even. Yep. All good reasons for social media. What is the, uh, what really happens in social media? Now, don't think locally, necessarily. Oh, okay, because I knew exactly what to say. Don't, don't think locally. <laughs> you know what I was going to say. That's some good, that's some good ad living. When you have 30. 58 people who are going but 8 people who are physically going right right but um let's 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 think beyond that for a second like let's think uh let's think nationally right now what's the purpose of social media to a national recording artist kind of a trick question yeah i mean i <clears throat> i feel like it's kind of the same when i said i mean you know when 
example Trivium puts out a new album it's boom from Trivium and usually they have some kind of other sponsors which throughout the literally same you know article of some sort have you ever gone through the comment section I try not to it's it's probably a decent human being thing of you because people's opinions don't matter to me okay not even my own matters to me no I'd like to I'd like to preface what I'm about to say preface preface I don't know if that's right preface or preface Whatever uh, emphasis on whatever syllable you would like to uh, put. When we share opinions on this show, Mm -hmm. because, I mean, we run a podcast. We have opinions. Correct. The reason why we decided to sit down and do this podcast is that we have opinions. Um, This episode and episodes past and episodes in the future, we are going to rate albums. We're going to do artist profiles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to do battle royales. And we are going to compare the artistic abilities of one group to others. And we are going to give our opinion on it. But the difference that I feel that I have and we have versus like some of the other opinions out there, I have logic okay. behind our opinions. Sure. I have... And, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, even before all that stuff, I mean, it is my opinion. Right. They're like assholes. Right. The, uh... As much as my opinion may stink. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, I, I, was going, I, I do fine. have one, but... One of the one of the things, like, if I if I ever get into, a, like, a, a verbal argument with somebody, one of, one of the things about my opinions is I actually have the ability... I feel like I have the ability to defend it. Okay. I mean, that's, that's why you should have an opinion. And I have... Um, it makes it an opinion. I don't want to say factual evidence, but I like I have the facts that like I have come to develop my opinion. Sure. So like when we do something like a battle royale, and I'm and I'm judging somebody's vocals, mm-hmm. I will never trash anybody for uh, putting anything out, like in any form of material, recording, like whether they be local, national, or whatnot. If you put something out, like if you actually like wrote something, like from your whatever that came from. Mm-hmm. Whether it was a, a natural tragedy or it was a uh, life situation or if it was, God damn it, I just want to tell a story about freaking an army of like knights and soldiers like going out to kill the shit out of like some zombies and a dragon comes. That would be stupid. No one should do that. Talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no problem with anybody ever doing something like that. And for the love of God, please. Um, express yourself uh, artistically. That's what music's for. But People if I don't d- realize, I don't mean to cut you off. I just want to throw this oh, out there. No, go ahead, please. I feel that music is a form of art, and it should be used that way. Now, the uh, the natural fact is, everybody in the world is not going to like what you produce. No, it always works. Now we want them to. Sure. Like you when- can't please everyone. But Not even in music, just in general. What, what, what? A, a, a realization that I came to was, if I, if like if I put out a piece of art, the understanding is that everybody in the world is not going to like it, and Correct. I can appreciate that. But the difference is, you don't have to necessarily like the art that I put out, but appreciate the fact that I had the right. the kahunis to express yourself to actually do it and mm-hmm. express myself. Right. Yeah, I agree. So here's my beef. Social media is, like, really, like, 
kind of crawling up my craw, like something craw. fierce. Okay. Yeah, my craw, right. like, like right up in like now? the uh, the unmentionables. This is a PG show. I'm keeping it clean. This right one, now. we're making up for the last one. Well, we just started. I'm trying. I'm trying not That's to fair. Air. Nope. Fair. So um. I have a. There's a couple of examples that I actually I actually have. The reason why the reason why I'm bringing up this topic, um, there's a band out there that I, that I I personally really enjoy. Now, mm-hmm. if you don't, if like you, the listening audience, or even you, Anthony, don't personally enjoy them, by all means, don't personally enjoy them. But I, I from ashes to new, I do enjoy them. They're uh, they're kind of like that that new metal, but they have like that like rap like like. They little, remind me of Linkin Park. They just remind heavier. you of Lincoln Park. Just heavier. Yeah, with a little, maybe, right? You, you know, you um, if the, you listen to their new releases. I uh, haven't heard the newer stuff. Uh, album just dropped today, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. Uh, today being 420, their uh, new album, Crazy. Okay. No, I'm sorry. It's not Crazy. Crazy's on the new album. It's called The Future. Just okay. dropped today. What I like about From Ashes to New is I, I actually follow them on all the social media platforms. Like, I have my Twitter, I have the Facebook one, and I follow them. They're very active on the social Are media they? platforms. Um, and what I like about From Ashes to New is, like, now, I can't speak to say if it's actually one of them sure. that is the actually managing all whatever. of this or if they actually have a team. I mean, I don't believe that they're large enough to the point where so. like they necessarily are, like, so disconnected. Right. And whatnot, but what what happens to these guys? And like, I saw I saw a post like they were talking about just like releasing their album, and like they dropped a couple of singles. Like they, you know, they sure. did what any other national recording act in the world would do. And you know, every single time like a national recording act, like you you get like these uh, like these comment loops. So like, there's like seven, like hundreds of thousands of com- mm-hmm. comments that like are underneath these. And every so often, I just like go through them. And then I hate myself for going through them because then, like, you get, like, the most wretched. Some people suck. Most people stupid suck. Stupid human beings in the world. Mm-hmm. So From Ashes and New puts out an album, like you just said, reminds you of Linkin Park. So they, 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 um, they put out a post a couple of days ago saying, like, our new album, The Future, drops on 420. Check out this single or check out this track. And, like, all the goddamn comments from these fucking people. Wow. Thank God Tech 9 came out X amount of years ago. Otherwise, you guys wouldn't exist. Or, wow, you guys sound like Linkin Park. Or, wow, blah, 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 blah. Wow, I'm a fucking dick. And I'm just going to come on your goddamn page and, like, express whatever the... That was a bleep moment right there. Bleep. See, I, I caught myself. There's, there's a way to express your opinion without being an ass. I mean, everyone has their opinion. I get it. You don't like it. That's fine. And you want to say you don't like it. That's fine. But don't don't be an ass and completely just, you know, shit on it. You know what I mean? And uh, before I continue my rant, what I actually really like about From Ashes and New is whoever, like, whether it's one of them or, like, a team. I Like I said, I can't speak mm-hmm. for what they have behind their page. But they respond to every comment. Really? And they, they they high road the shit out of every comment, which which is actually the really entertaining part. Sure. So you go back, it's like, wow, what do you mean? Like this is like like innovative. Like Lincoln Park came out with this, and like their their instant response is like, I love Lincoln Park. I think Lincoln Park is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're major influences on us. 
Or somebody brings up like Tech Nine. It's like, oh man, Tech Nine, blah blah blah. blah. It's like you remember this album, balls. Like they high road the f. Well, that's good though. Out of all these people, that way you don't you don't uh, stir the pot. And I mean, a lot of times the, the and I mean, this is from as a personal moment for you. My, my, you know, school being bullied and whatnot. I mean, people just do it to get a rise out of you. And if you just either accept it or again take the high road, and then then what do they do? You know what I mean? You just kind of yeah, cool, thanks, and then move on. I just feel like. You know what? There's a lot of there's a lot of avenues out there for like people who like to express their opinion. Actually, go to like the the band's page and like offer the ratings. Like there's rating systems available anywhere. They're mm-hmm. there for a reason. Right. We have rating systems. We have rating systems everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can go on iTunes right now and rate this podcast. You can go to Facebook right now and rate this podcast. You can go to Podomatic.com right now and rate this podcast. Mm-hmm. If you do not like our content, you can go and rip the shit out of us, one star the fuck out of us. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We would appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect. We would say thank you. Thank you for giving it a shot. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we can give you some content like in the future that would change your mind. I'm all in for constructive criticism. I love constructive criticism. So it makes you better. But what I don't... I mean, what wouldn't work for me if like someone tells us, like, oh... You're just like this podcast in Arizona that blah, 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 blah. Well, no. Definitely not because we're well, not in Arizona. No, I'm not because, one, I probably haven't heard that podcast. No offense to... And it doesn't snow in Arizona. So it doesn't snow in that. Arizona, so you don't know our spite. Plus, Frenemy's not from Arizona, so hello. <laughs> totally <laughs> so, not like us. Yeah. So, I, um, I got this subscription to Revolver Magazine. And I'm gonna take I'm gonna take these comments to like the next level. Sponsor. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Where's the shot? <clears throat> Lighting in here is like terrible. Well, you have like sporadic lights. Oh. Actually, all the lights are not above us. I mean, every other part of the room. I understand that. It's because we're. <laughs> Shut up, Anthony. Come with you. You know my mom. I just saw the uh, the battery icon on my my Apple here. I'm gonna. Uh... Wouldn't want Apple to fail us again. That's what I was gonna do. I got my, I got mine. I would be the light at the end of your tunnel. <laughs> I, see what, I see what you did there. All right. Make sure that's still recording. Still is. Okay. <laughs> I can see it. Good. You're good, man. Good. Yeah, at ease. The uh, I'm a certain. The very, uh, the very first page of this. Well, not the very first page, but like the the very first like thing. Real in, page. In the, the very first real page. Like once you get through a couple of ads. Yeah, the letter from the editor. Maybe I should just go ahead and like just read this instead of trying to find like the points. So what they're talking about? Well, I'll, I'll read to the point where like it's relevant to like my conversation. As soon as we heard about the band Alien Weaponry, which uh, is uh, featured on page 16 of this particular uh, release, which is uh, the release for uh, May and June on Revolver Magazine, all of us at Revolver HQ immediately got really fucking stoked. A teenage band straight out of small town New Zealand featuring two brothers making tribal thrash metal, singing in the Mara- I'm gonna say this wrong, the Mara- Maori language Te Reo, drawing on the Hakka war dance and telling stories of bloodshed and heroism from Ma- Maori history, just sounds like the most badass thing ever. 
And when we hit YouTube and watched the video for Ruana Te Wanua, we saw that it pretty much is. Sweet. Uh-huh. Shit like this could easily be a gimmick, but at the hands of alien weaponry, it definitely is not. The music comes from a genuine place, which hasn't stopped online haters from jumping to conclusions. Of course not. This is the part that pissed me off about this. As the band members explain in an awesome short doc on the group that you can watch on revolvermag.com, they've gotten shit over the years from people who say, this isn't right. These boys are white. They shouldn't be writing songs in Te Reo. Not realizing that the boys are actually descendants of the, I'm going to say this wrong too, Nagati Pikiao and Nagati Rakawa tribes, and that the brother's great-great-great-grandfather was a Maori warrior who died in battle. Yes, we do have pale skin, but that doesn't change the fact that we are Maori. Singer-guitarist Louis De Jong says in the video, Who are we? Uh, we are who we are. Excuse me. Goes back to your logic thing. You gotta have proof behind it before you just start. Right. So not only is the band like legit Maori, but the musicians are also helping keep the Maori language alive. Sure. Which this is actually the really interesting I'm not part. Lie, I've never heard of even the, as uh, both NPR and the Atlantic have reported, Te Reo is considered an endangered language by the United Nations. I didn't know endangered language was a thing. Which estimates that languages die. I mean, yeah. Somewhere in the world, every two weeks, alien weaponry, who are local heroes in New Zealand, have helped repopulize, repopulize it with their songs. Hmm. That's cool, so, though. And I just like this paragraph. So there you go, haters. Not just haters of alien weaponry, but haters of heavy music in general. Metal is literally saving an endangered language. I like it. So going back to like my uh, my, my my previous thing. So not only do you have like negative like negative bullcrap where you have to like deal with the thing that's like oh you just sound like this guy or you sound like this band. You have these clown shows that know absolutely nothing about where these people God, are coming from. Clowns. That somebody has to like go on and just like you know what the the best way I can describe it somebody just has to go to the party and shit in the coats. Coach. Like seriously, that freaking pisses me off. Like when I like. Because not only do I, like, see the stuff that I... Because, like, you know what? The bands that I really like... Because I, I guess the part that, like, really, like, really, like, bites me in the ass and, like, really shits on my coat is there was once a time... And correct me if I'm wrong. If, um... You don't see things on social media that you don't follow necessarily. Or you don't have maybe interest in. I mean, I know there's sponsored abs, sure. ads and whatnot, but... Let's say, like, from Ashes of New it's, it's mostly or of what Alien Weaponry, like, put something by. right. You have to follow or right. be followed by. So these these f bags just seek this stuff out much. and just be dickweeds. Mm -hmm. And welcome to America. As far as I'm concerned, I'm like sick of it. Like, I'm all about constructive criticism, mm -hmm. but you need to be able to say something that actually has an argument because. I'm getting out beat because like I'm, I'm I'm getting myself like frazzled because I just want to like tell everybody like f off and go fuck yourself because you know what all of you people that comment like something negative on somebody's page what have you done? No, I mean that's the reason I don't look at the comments because right. I just I don't want to. Well, care. that's the general masses, and at the same time, like I have to I have to go back to my preface. Mm -hmm. It's like I don't want you to not comment on any of our stuff. Right. Like, if I 
issue a song. I need, I want your honest, like mm-hmm. your honest feedback. But I want it to be like justified and something that you are willing sure. to debate with me. Going back to constructive criticism. Right. I want the constructive criticism. I want the conversation. And then at the end of the day, it's like, hey, I have my opinion. You have your opinion. Thank you for sure. discussing it with me. Like right. that. That's where it needs to go. But saying this sounds like ass doesn't help anyone. Yeah. Like these dinkuses. And going back to like the like this band sounds like this band thing. I'm sorry. There's like a freaking kajillion billion bands in the freaking world. How do you think? I mean, going back to any of our interviews, so what's this one of the questions? What are you musical influences? For God's sake, when there was MySpace and you made a band page, one of the things is musical insur- uh, influences. Apologies. Right. So until somebody actually like literally takes like a song and plagiarizes it, then we can criticize the F out of them. Pretty much. But other than that, it's like if they sound like somebody, well, probably. Yeah. There's probably a gazillion bands out there that like sound exactly like that. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I'm just tired of the narrative. I'm just tired of the negativity. This is why I needed to get away from radio. This is why I'm in such a good goddamn mood today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't have to listen to outside opinion. I got to go around and do whatever the F I wanted to. America. Oh. That's my rant. I like it. I think one of the things wrong with this country is like everybody's gotten way too friggin' negative. Mm-hmm. And way too uh, opinionated. There's gotta be a filter somewhere. And you know what? The negativity, my last point to all of this, and then we can actually like move on to like positive stuff. I actually think that it's like ruining what we could possibly be. Can you imagine having direct contact with all of these national recording artists? Right. Like, if you got on Facebook or if you got on Twitter, like, you would actually have, like, an open line to the actual band themselves and actually, like, be able to get into, like, conversation. Maybe you'd be... Now, granted, they would probably get, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands, and, like, you would have to, like, really, like, pique the interest. But imagine being able to strike that conversation with them sure. and actually have that happen. But mm-hmm. the problem is everybody is so freaking negative that anybody that has a, a like a PR manager is going to be like, dude, don't even look at it. The stats are we just need the follows. We just need the con. Like you just need to put the content out there. You don't need to respond to these folks. Mm-hmm. And you know what? All of you negative people I think have ruined that for us. Like we would have like a much better avenue. Now local artists, local artists are completely different because local artists are going to um, engage in engage in you as much as possible because sure. they, they need the engagement. Right. And that's not the point. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Like local artists. I mean, by all means, engage with local. Like keep it local. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the saying is true. If there weren't local artists, you wouldn't have national artists. Green. They're gonna start somewhere. But just think, guys. Just think. Like, everybody in the world, just think. Mm-hmm. Long story short, just just think. Like, what could have possibly been if 90% of the world was so, was so negative in, like, the comments and we could actually have, like, some actual dialogue as, like, human beings, like, across this country? Agreed. Like, we would actually be able to, like, get to these national acts. With all, like, the negative comments that I talked about, just a, just a shout-out for us, like, on iTunes. Like, Booyah King. Um... This show is amazing. Look at the world. Um, Booyah King. This show is an amazing look 
at the world of metal, both on the global and local level. Each episode stays fresh. Guys do an amazing job, etc., 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 etc. We don't need to gloat on like how good that we're doing, but uh, Booyah King, thank you very much for your feedback. Thank mm-hmm. you very thank much you for very checking much. us out. Thank you very much for subscribing. Hopefully, you uh, you are hearing these messages and uh, continue sending us. And uh, by all means, hey, uh, send us an email as well, HMOA number six P A C K at gmail.com. We would love to get some uh, some uh, album reviews uh, mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. So uh, just uh, shoot us an album, and uh, we we will uh, we'll take a look at it for you. So ultimately, at the end of the day, like all like all, all my all my feedback and whatnot is like, I mean, just positive and constructive. I think are the are the two words because I mean, I'll go I'll, like just going back to the point. Like you know, you have to follow. Like the, these, uh, these, uh, these people, these acts who actually see like their content, their art, and whatnot, and there might, there might be a reason that you followed them in the beginning. Right. So let's just uh, let's keep the love, people. Keep the love. One love, as Dave would say. All right. One love, y'all. Dude, get off a friend of me. We gotta let him go. They'll be back someday, but not today. Not today. All right. That's my uh, that's my opinion. Under uh, under a heavy influence today. My heavy opinion under influence. <laughs> under something. Heavy metal headlines. All right. Next on today's show, we'll actually go. Uh, we'll, we'll go with the uh, the, the heavy headlines. Um, Marcus has a uh, headline that just seems to fit right in with this show. Um, the. Uh, the actual headline to this story, this came off of uh, Blabbermouth.net. This is a Motorhead's Road Crew beer is coming to uh, U.S. Ooh. I have a, I don't know, I guess a funny side opinion, but maybe it's not appropriate after my, my negative rant before. But we all know the, uh, the tragic fate of Motorhead, so. Lemmy? Maybe we're just uh, carrying on without Lemmy to make some bucks for everybody involved, but. That's a very negative outlook. So, like, Motorhead, Cameron's Cameron's Brewery and Global announced that Road Crew is officially coming to the U.S. and being brewed by Arcadia Brewing Company of Kalamazoo, Michigan. It is going to be an American IPA. We'll sit around 6.2% on the ABV scale, a crushable hop-forward India Pale Ale. Now, I know, My favorite. I know, <laughs> I know they use the word hop. <laughs> Not really sure where they're uh, where they're going with with the word crushable. I'm not trying to. I'm not sure if they're trying to say that, like this is like a light brew. In my mind, by crushable, you can just kind of pound them. Yeah, the American IPAs aren't usually uh, very. IPAs uh, are pretty. American ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, American IPAs. I mean, are, are generally pretty. Uh, tame. If you yeah, that's a good word for it. Tame is a good word for it. Hold on, I get it. So. Uh, crushable hop forward India Pale Ale with attitude that showcases a floral and citrusy hop character with just the right amount of malt sweetness. Mm. Me personally, I'm all about the malt sweetness. Mm-hmm. Like I'm down, I'm down with malt sweetness. Um, <laughs> Road Crew beer is perfect for all rock beer and hop heads and goes down especially well when listening to Motorhead. Go figure. I mean, yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. At, while listening to Lo- Motorhead at a wonderfully obscene lawn killing volume. Lawn killing. As in the destruction of grass upon loud music or You know, that actually makes a lot of sense. I've Maybe never th- heard lawn killing. Or, yeah, but s- stay with me on this one. Maybe that's why I don't have a lawn here. I mean 
My lawn's pretty brutal. Like, yeah. it's not it's not a good lawn. Oh. It is not pretty out there. I really inspected your lawn. I haven't inspected. I'll take my your lawn. word for it. I haven't inspected my lawn. We have uh, um, Road Crew will be available in bottles, cans, kegs, and even a cask. Arcadia Brewing oh. Company was founded in 1996 by Tim Surprise. That's a sweet last name. Well, it's actually surprise. So if he has a birthday, are you saying his full name? And <laughs> or are you surprising him? <laughs> do you say Tim surprise, surprise? Or do you just, you know? Right. <laughs> Again, they're from Kalamazoo. Highly, high, highly regarded craft beer. I, I feel like I've heard of them, but I can't think of for the life of, the so of my head. I mean, I have to I have to go back to, like, our, our little uh, poke, our poster. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Good to know. Kalamazoo, Michigan is also the original home of Gibson Guitars. So that probably means a whole lot for like the beer brewing. Sure. Uh, Todd Singerman, Motorhead's manager. When we do things, we like to do them right. Lem was always about maintaining your own standards, so we couldn't be happier to have found such a high-quality brewery like Arcadia. Cool. We have taken the time to find a U.S. partner, and Arcadia is proof positive that our search was worth it. Added Motorhead guitarist Phil Campbell, Road Crew is a world-class rock and roll beer from the world's loudest band. Hmm. Seem fitting for us. Yeah, I like it. Motorhead's kind of metal. Agreed. And they're coming out with a I beer. Mean, one of the pioneers. There's a uh, there's a beer that that's actually on the market that I've actually been looking for. I saw a uh, Facebook post. It's actually called the Penny Wiser. Is it from Pennywise? It sure is. That's pretty cool. It's got their, uh, it's got the band logo. So if um, anybody wants to uh, just forward me some information on where I can find me some uh, Pennywiser, I'd be all about that. Like that might, that might be like a collector item. Mm. Like if I buy a six pack, I might, sure. drink, I might drink five of them and keep one. Going, going on to band related alcohol, uh-huh. the uh, cold cock whiskey. Oh. Something we still need to uh, dwell into. Uh, Colcock whiskey from Slayer. Uh, Slayer. Yep. Um, the hell's his name? Kerry King. Kerry King. Colcock whiskey. Which uh, I mean, we, there's, there's a lot of bands that have been doing the. I mean, look at Iron Maiden. I, I mean, then again, um, Bruce Dickinson has his own breweries. In all fairness, I mean, you, then you even look at uh, Cabo Wabo as um, Sammy Hager. It's his own. Really? Yep. All right. He, well, he owns Cabo Wabo. I think Megadeth has a beer too. So uh, Bruce Dickinson—that's so uh, that's a trooper. Yes. Wait. The which one? Uh, bre- uh, the brewery for Iron Maiden. It's called uh, it's called Trooper, right? Yes. The official Iron yep. Maiden beer. They have, I think, three now. Nice. I think they're all named after songs because the Trooper is also one of the actual beers as well. Oh, okay. 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 This I one of these headlines. Bruce, Bruce Dickinson introduces new Iron Maiden hollowed beer. Yeah, it was be that name. That was uh, back in October of 2017. Was it before or after the? I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that was before the the massive lawsuit of mm-hmm. the uh, the plagiarism of uh, be that name. Which don't take me wrong, guys. I love Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm with you. But if you plagiarize, you plagiarize. Pay that man his money. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Metal and beer. So that's what we're all about here. That's what we're doing. America. Uh, so my article for the day for all you wrestling fans, Stone Cold Steve Austin 
Now, there's 10 albums that he's chosen, um, all with different questions. Were you a wrestling fan back in the day, Anthony? Or even now? My brother was more of the wrestling. I mean, I caught on when, like, you had The Rock, you had Stone Cold, you had... I mean, when Kane first started, you had The Undertaker, you had all those guys. I'm trying to think. What was Stone Cold Steve Austin's, like, catchphrase? He had one of those catchphrases. No, he had one of those catchphrases. He was much of a talker. I mean, maybe. Uh, They're all talkers. They're all actors. I mean, mean, there was Mankind and all... I mean, I always remember The Rock, you know? Before he was Dwayne Johnson, if that makes any sense. Hold on, we'll find it. I just remember the, the glass shattering when he runs out and throws his beer everywhere. I don't think he had a catchphrase. I can't can't remember that. Oh, it was a can of whoop ass thing. Was it? It was. So, like he was he was huge on the can of whoop ass. Okay. I mean he always did. It's all about the can of whoop ass. And then he 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 actually did a lot of references to beer. Okay, oh I mean he was always drinking um, it at one point. A couple of beers, a shot of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was a whoop-ass guy. Oh, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. That's, that's okay. the one All I was right, thinking. That's, that's the one of. I was thinking. Okay. Of. Yep, okay. I'm sorry. Proceed. No, no, no. All right, so, first question to him was, the first album that he ever bought was actually Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, best of Earth, Wind, and Fire. So it was the best of album, 1978. You know what that means. Anytime you like, uh, you buy the best of album. No, you're not hardcore no, enough. You're, right, you're right. not hardcore enough to buy the uh, individual and it, albums. Even even weirder, uh, the the um, the song that got him into Earth and Fire was actually a cover of uh, "Got to Get My." Sorry, "Got to Get You Into My Life." So even more so, even more or less of a. Uh, second question was the album that I wish I made is. He answered with Judas Priest screaming for vengeance. Mostly because that album consists of You've Got Another Thing Coming, which seems to be the top song for him. I feel like his age is showing in these selections. Uh, the album I Break the Speed Limit to is... He answered with the Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction, 1987, which in my mind, that's a phenomenal album. Probably one of the best in my mind. An appetite for destru- destruction. I mean, like these wrestling guys. I mean, that's a that's a gym album. Like, just funny because that's gonna be one of the next questions. Shh, gotta, gotta okay, sorry. All right, so um, I mean, all I can say is like I, pl- I played a lot of sports back in my day, like baseball. So I've been in a lot of sports locker rooms ball. and like app- appetite for destruction amongst all the bull f's rap that these idiots would play. At least appetite for Great destruction album. was always there. Fantastic album. Uh, next question was, no one will believe I own a copy of. So he is inclined to say that he has the Casey and the Sunshine Band, Part 3, 1976. Yeah, nobody's looking down at you, Stone Cold. Probably because uh, I'm the boogeyman. Vanilli was the one that he was uh, grooving to. The album that he once played at his funeral would be Highway to Hell. If that doesn't fit him well, I'm not quite sure who would, which one would. Anthony, what's the most embarrassing track on your iPod? All right, you want my my my? Uh... Yeah, I want some like we got you liquored up. Like let's get, <laughs> let's get some brutal honesty. No, you. So my. What's the word I'm looking for? We'll put him on the spot, folks. Uh huh. He's trembling. No, I, I I'm trying to figure out the word to use. <laughs> All right, so I'm, I'm a metal guy at heart, and you know that. Of course you are. But my 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 uh my guy would be Brian Adams. I'm a 
Very large Brian Adams fan. Brian Adams. Cuts like a knife. Um, oh! Summer of 69. Of course, yes. I believe he is a phenomenal soccer I mean, he's kind of the goalie for the dart team. You know, he's got the face, but that's not his fault. <laughs> that doesn't affect the music. <laughs> I digress. As your catchphrase should That's be. not even that embarrassing. That's what I got. It's not the worst ever. You especially like, for the worst ever. You asked me what my, my bottom would be. Well, you know. Well, that, I'm just saying, like, your your floor is pretty good. Because there's been countless covers. There's been, there's been countless covers of Summer of 69. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I totally saw in concert. Still, at this age, I mean, he's, he's still on point. Yeah, I've seen so many people in concert. Anyway, yeah, I digress. You digress. We all digress. Yeah, I digress. I'm, I was actually just curious. Um, go back to Mr. Austin. Steve Austin's was like way worse than yours. The uh, probably the best album artwork is. No, I mean I guess, but uh, Kiss addressed the kill. That's it's, bullshit. It's just them in in suits, but I mean, it's his opinion, Marcus. Do we have to respect that opinion? No, fuck that. Um, Where can I comment on this bullshit? But he also wanted to throw out that uh, the Slayer album "Christ Illusion" would be uh, would be that cover as well. Would be his uh, his backup. You know, for an older guy, I'm surprised he didn't go like something classic like the Beatles. Like they actually had some pretty like killer artwork. So next question would be the album that should not bed, and this is a short one, so I'll actually read this. So, Kiss Dynasty 1979, and um, his quote quoted. Kiss and quoted disco record back in the day was Dynasty. I mean, even though I was made for loving you was a little bit catchy, a lot of people said, Hey, what the fuck is this? I was made for loving you was the one song that got away with it. I mean, I mean, they, I mean, Kiss kind of through the disco age, and that was, I mean, it was what it was. Well, they, they put out a <laughs> disco album. That's the one, Dynasty. Most right. of that stuff and- is kind of. I'm not against it. I mean, I think the song is okay. It's catchy, exactly as he says. I mean, the album itself, though. I mean, I no, 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 no. Agreed. It's like an atrocity to every their catalog. Not that I'm a huge Kiss guy, but they have their they have their few. I'm sorry, sell out. Uh, next in line, so going back. Somebody to- walked in. Somebody walked into their band room and said, "I'll give you eight million dollars, like regard this record." <laughs> Pretty much. Let's try this. And they said, I'm Kiss. Here's Damn it, my Ace. Next, here's my next single. Um, so going back to what you said earlier. So next question was the best workout album. And he actually wrote The Scorpions Blackout, 1982. He's obviously um, high into the 80s. Yeah. And then uh, he also brought up, brought up anything from ACDC, Iron Maiden, and lots of Judas Priest. And then he picked up The Scorpions. Hmm. Did you know, and this is a, kind of a sidebar for you, so there was an interview with the uh, Scorpions. Okay. Um, they speak literally next to no English. And you understand a word they goddamn say. Scorpions? Yep. Really? But you listen to any of their songs. Yeah, it's like clearing. Yeah, English. it's the weirdest thing. But that's like when like a British actor like comes over and sure. does like an American movie and they right. have like no British accent. Mm-hmm. It's like, I didn't know the British people could like get rid of their accent. It's weird, right? Like what's his face? I um, mean, then again, you can an American person. Colin make. Farrell is Colin that the name? Farrell, yeah. Like he uh, he was He's, in like SWAT. And, yep. Is it? Am I thinking the right guy? I think so. Okay. If I get if I get the name wrong, like whatever. But like it's like Zoom. SWAT and um. 
other movies. <laughs> uh, I'm even throw this out. Um, but he does like talk interviews and like he's like heavily British, but like in all of his movies, like he talks normal. Right. And I say normal in the American sense. I'm sorry if you're listening from England. I'm not like I actually think your your mm-hmm. accent is like sexy as fuck. So I'm just throwing that out there as well to go with this, and this is, again more of a sidebar. I recently saw uh, Ready Player One, and Simon Pegg, who is um, Shaun of the Dead. Yep. He has an English. He has a normal American accent, and it confused the piss out of me because I'm like, is that him? Because he's not British. I'm not quite sure. So I mean, I guess yeah, you can. That looks like a good movie. I mean, that makes you that makes you an actor though. If you can. I know they can't see you, but give me like a thumbs up, thumbs down, and then oh, sweet. I'm seeing it again tomorrow. Okay. Thanks for the invite, dickweed. You can come. 12.30. No, I really can't. I know. Anyway, so next album. Um, yeah, I know. I made this plan, and I knew for a fact you wouldn't be able to go. Like, I see how this is. Prick. All right, next question was, a kid comes up to me and asks me what metal it's. I hand them a copy of, and he wrote Saxon Wheels of Steel. I myself am not sure who the hell what it is. What is that? Anime. He said they're badass. Biff always had the pipes. Is that because Stone Cold says so? Probably. I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> Alright. Uh, the album that reminds me of school is. And he re- uh, replied with Motley Crue, Shout at the Devil. Alright, thank God it wasn't like Alice Cooper. <laughs> Alice Cooper, school's out. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Motley Crue fan myself. Um, They're fine. Yeah, I. I mean, I, Vince Neil's his own. I honestly bundled them person. like with every other. Uh, Nikki, no, correct me if I'm wrong. Nikki Six came from Motley Crue. Yes, so Six AM is his band, correct? Right. Yes. I don't know. I I just categorize them with like every other '80s band. Mm-hmm. I know, That's like just the genre they're. You're from. either they're, an '80s they're guy. They're hair metal. Is what they are. You're either an '80s guy or not an '80s guy. Mm-hmm. Which was either like the Madonna with like the high socks or like hair metal. I mean, I grew up with hair metal from my, my father and my mother. That's what they listened to. Everything, Def Leppard, ACDC, any of that stuff. Van Halen. Guilty pleasure. Bon Jovi. Like, guilty know. pleasure. Early days, Madonna. Like, uh, I, you, I used you, to, you want to play the... I used to have a, I used to have a, like a big crush on, the, on, on that one, on those sirens. Because, well, one, you knew they were easy. Like, all you do is like, show up. Sure. Now, you want to go back to to my my bottom of the... Do you want to know the first album that I ever acquired? Not bought. Acquired. Uh, Shania Twain. All right. Yeah. All right. That's respectable. Yeah. There you go. I know that's what you were digging for. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the last question. I think I thought that was... Yeah, Some fun feedback it, from. I'm actually trying to give you like a lot of credit with like the Brian Adams thing. It's like that's not even that bad. I mean, that, like, that's, that's more now, I guess. Shania's kind of <laughs> jumped out, but you brought up Madonna, and that was one of the other albums that my mother has given me. Yeah, when I was a uh, small child listening to uh, Like a Version, didn't really know what she was talking about at the time. That's how they get you. But it sounded erotic. <laughs> it was erotic. <laughs> It sounded it was in some point of the song. Something about those videos of her uh, dancing with all like those male dancers. I wasn't really quite sure what was going on there. 
mixed emotions. With that being said, I have no Madonna on my iPod. I can't say I have an Ishan iPod. I do have Brian Adams, though. I had to think. What, what would be the most... You know, the most embarrassing stuff that, like, I probably ever owned mm-hmm. like, was back in the day on, like, my old computer with, like, Napster. Sure. It's Napster. Like, you could just... I probably had, my God, I was like in the tens of twenties of thousands of tracks, like with Napster. It was a track like a pile of years ago. And it was actually funny because like the people in Napster obviously didn't like it because if you uh, if you uploaded it, they uh, changed the name to like the worst track really? ever or the worst song ever. It was uh, like Eiffel 65's Blue. Okay. And I had it because, like, I had a girlfriend at the time that was, like, just, like, totally into it. And I was, I don't know. You know how us us young boys are. 15, 16, 17 years old. Got to, uh... Please the ladies. Got to chase that uh, eternal flower. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that. I like it, though. Sounds more poetic that way. That'd be a band name, Eternal Flower. Sounds a lot better than uh, Swing and Miss. Yeah, I guess. Or uh, Shoots and Scores. Those are much different from each other. Much, much more romantic. Than much more like. romantic, yeah. A little bit. A little bit. And that is the end of my headline for you. <coughs> All right, so I went to uh, ultimateguitar.com, and I figured uh, we, we could do actually do something productive today. We can learn something. Well, that's dumb. I know. Let me sip this beer. Mm-hmm. Do that. All right, so I went to Ultimate Guitar. I got Tom. Wow. Can we try that again? Whoa. Give me one more shot. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to that edit. I'd like to know exactly what I just said right there. You said ultimate.guitar. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Womp, 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 womp. All right, so I figured we can learn something. How to develop a practice routine. Show up. It's important. <laughs> a good staple in it. Who are you calling out there? Ghostbusters. Oh, no, yeah, that's <laughs> call it. Never mind. Not calling out. I apologize. I agree. Before, uh, before we get into the... Uh, you know, I, I asked this. I, um, I know when we talked to uh, Tom Smith, like we talked to him about his like, practice routine. Last interview, I'm not sure we got too far into their practice routine. But I actually find this like an interesting... And it, Anthony, like me, like you being... You're, you're a multi-instrument guy right now. Mm-hmm. Sort of. So, I mean, I can speak personally. Like, I, I, I come down. But I, I actually fall in, like, I think I fall into the class. Like, when I come down, when I come downstairs and, like, I kind of actually, um, when I actually come down to, like, the band room, I think I'm in the noodling okay. genre. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing myself like a little bit of discredit because I'm not actually like learning like if I'm not if I'm not working on like our material specifically I'm mm-hmm. not necessarily learning anything like of like substance. True. I guess like I'll. Just, I do like, it as well. Um, Finding riffs here and there. I guess what's interesting is like like how how do you actually the the reason why I like pulled this out is like how do you actually become like a better like musician. Going, going with my being a drummer for over ten years now. Um, the way that I used to practice, I didn't, I didn't take lessons or any of the sorts. I, I would literally just throw on my headphones, and I'm, 
the guitar is a little different, and I get that because you have to learn the chords. It's not just off of ear. Drums you can kind of pick up off of ear. I can listen to a song and be like, okay, I can play that. So I used to just throw on my headphones and I would just play to song, song, song. And I mean, Three Days Grace was like one of the first sure. bands that I played to because they were easy enough. And well, there's two, there's two types of guitarists. Out, there's two types of guitarists that are out there. There's actually the guitarists that can actually like hear. Sure. They can actually hear like the, they can hear. Eh, it's a talent. And no, it is. I give it them really a lot is. of credit. Sure. Um, me myself being a, uh, I, I like to consider myself a guitarist. Um, I cannot mm-hmm. necessarily like pick up on notes. Like right. I need like some form of reference material to actually look at it. But there's um the guitarists out there that can like go by ear and can actually break down mm-hmm. the chords. There's a lot of guitarists out there, especially modern day, where tablature. Is huge. Which that's tablature that's is nest, and and everybody's opinion is like obviously different in this. Um, tablature is not necessarily written music. No, it's the number fret. It doesn't sure. give you timing. It doesn't give you like all the musical scores and like all, like all the all the stuff that like some people spend a lot of money. Yeah, I mean I can't read sheet music even after all the stuff that I've learned. I've looked at it and laughed. I mean, yeah, like that. Smidge. <laughs> Uh, to Anthony's credit, he's selling himself short. He actually has like on YouTube like a lot of uh, like uh, deep, like very very good uh, drum covers, which uh, maybe he'll uh, he'll let us link a couple to our our page someday. Oh, and see how talented this dude actually is. Sure. I mean, we we picked him up. It's your own fault. We beating me and like one other guy. Yeah, actually, sister was pretty much like, "Hey, it's guys looking for a drummer. <laughs> Check it out." Okay. <laughs> is what it is, all right? I digress. <laughs> so, this actually came off of uh, ultimateguitar.com. So, I mean, uh, like, they're probably going, like, specifically off, like, the guitar sense. But, like, the uh, the article actually starts, You love guitar, but you can't make yourself take the instrument and actually practice without fooling around. Luckily for you, Steve from Guitar Zoom shared a new lesson explaining how to develop your own practice routine. The main issue with practicing guitar is often the amount of time we have on our hands and all the noodling that guitar players do. Agree. Now, uh, while that can be a fun way to explore the fretboard, it may not be very productive. If productive, and if it's the only thing you do, so in order to explain things better, um, Steve uh, put everything into uh, four interconnected categories. Number one is content. So uh, we're, we're learning how to uh, develop a practice team. Content is uh, one of the most important things is learning how to play songs. I actually agree with this. That's, that's, I mean, that's how I like And um, one of the things that we're, we're – I'm going to loosely say we're involved in three projects. We're, we're, we're heavily involved in probably two. And all of our, um, all of our projects have actually started with covers. One of our projects yeah. is covers, right? But right. Um, even like our original project, we I think we started with like two covers just to, yeah. just yeah. to uh, start like the mending process. And my personal opinion is like the more songs you learn internally, like it does one of two things: one, it makes your technique better, mm-hmm. and two, it actually gives you like a little bit of creativity, like so you can take some of the stuff that you actually learned and like sure. apply it. Yep, you can see where your finger positions are and whatnot right so not necessarily like a definite mock-up but like if i know how to play a treyu bullet for my valentine and 
In flames. In flames, sure. I could take all of those concepts that I've learned and actually like apply that to like my style sure. and like where my he- my head is at. And you know, sometimes I mean the part that I agree with, you have to you have to learn from the best. Uh, yeah. If you want your brain to uh, come up with the best sounding material in the way that you want it to sound, you have to like learn from the ones that may have done that sound prior. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to my point. I mean, there's uh, hundreds of thousands of kajillion bands out there. I mean, somebody has actually probably well, done the sound that you're shooting sure. for. I mean, prior. everyone has their own iconic, you know, person you want to, I don't want to say be, but you know what I mean? You follow in the footsteps. You, you learn their style you know what I mean why do you think they make signature guitars based off of certain guitars right. signature drum sets the um he continues the uh the whole the whole point of playing um the whole point of playing is performing actual pieces of music and guitarists are often forgetting that learning songs is crucial for progress he then divides songs into two categories ego songs and project songs which I actually find interesting because like especially like when we had like Tom Tom in for like an interview like I, I actually specifically asked him how do you practice like mm-hmm. do you, do you do like when, like you, when you're first? personally practicing like do you like with nobody else in the room like just you yourself like you want to hone your craft do you focus on things that you are not able to play like do you challenge yourself to literally try to get to that level or do you just like play over and over again the things that you know you can play mm-hmm. that way you can just like hone your craft and maybe maybe like even define those like in like a different way kind of like I don't I mean I'll bring up I mean even when you've shown me a few things with the guitar I mean you're saying about muscle memory you learn what things are but if you play the same thing over and over again sure you'll know exactly where said is but that doesn't stretch you to where you need to be it's all in the repetitiveness you play the same thing over and over and over you'll get better so if you, if you challenge yourself, in my mind, that... I mean, when I used to learn stuff, I mean, you know, you slow it down. Like, okay, and then you do it again, and again, and again, until you can finally get it. Mm-hmm. And that's my thought on it. See, the, uh, the difference that I find, like, being a guitar player and, like, speaking to other guitar players, I, um, I don't hold myself in, like, high regard when it comes to, like, guitar players, like... If I'm in a room of ten, and we are gonna rank all of us so like, as far as talent, I'm probably eight, okay. eight or nine. That's like where I would like, and that's just me. Mm-hmm. But that's also me being like really hard on myself. Sure. What ends up happening is like you talk to like these guys, and like they have like certain techniques and like certain like like they they there's a lot of in knowledge. Like built into like the the, the instrument playing that you well, don't necessarily get, especially when you're self-taught. When you're self-taught, right. everyone has their own way. Which goes into uh, number two, which is technique. Um, I'll just read. I'll just read the article right here. It's like after we have this new content coming in, there's a whole variety of new techniques that we're stumbling upon, whether it's a uh, legato or tapping. Um, of alternate picking or whatever, you need to focus on the thing at that time. So this is like the thing. You look up a song and say, hey, 
I really want to play that song. So maybe, like, so you play, like, a song to the point. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 I got this, I got this, I got this. And all of a sudden, like, a, a solo pops up, and you have arpeggios and sweet picking. And, like, all the, it's, like, stuff that actually needs, like, some technique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to actually know what you're looking at. Right. Or, you know, every solo in the world is based off a of scale. Yep, I remember you were, you were saying yep. that. Um, a good friend of mine, a good friend of mine, my, uh, like, uh, my, my, my best bud from back in the day, uh, uh, my buddy Ryan told me one time, it's like, Hey, there's a scale out there. Like I used to be like the biggest Metallica fan in the world. It's like, I still am. I still like them. But like when I started playing guitar, like I really wanted to push myself. It's like, and what I realized was like when I'm learning all like these Metallica's like solos and whatnot. Every Metallica song is built off of the same scale. Mm-hmm. So you learn this scale, you can play every Metallica solo in the world. Hmm. And he's hmm. like, it, you build a bass it, to it. It kind of it kind of dra- dragged him down a smidge. Because he was saying it's like it kind of bummed me out. Because right. like I used to think like you know you, you think of like the solo the one you think mm-hmm. of like Creeping Death you yep. think of Master of Puppets it's like they're all off the same scale. Mm-hmm. So so once you learn like this one scale. You can play all the like all you gotta do is like realize the pattern of the scale that sure. they're playing, kind of a thing. And like I I feel like that's like the technique part. So like you right. learn, you have a structure to it. Right. So you learn like all of these, like the I guess the fun parts. Mm-hmm. Maybe I guess that might be the way to describe it. He does continue. However, if you haven't mastered basics, it's not advisable to go and do some advanced stuff. If you don't know how to play basic open chords, it's probably not the best time for you to learn sweep picking. <laughs> so, for us self-taught musicians and whatnot, I mean, I, I actually feel like this is where like we stumble, mm-hmm. especially when we're like trying to learn songs. And sure. This is why we like we go back to like noodling. It's like, well, well, whatever. Right. I'm not. I can't play friggin' in flames right now. Right. I mean, I have the attention of a squirrel, so it just... <laughs> uh, number three on this list is uh, Theory of the Fretboard and Visuali- Visu- Visualization. Thank you. Theory of Fretboard and Visualization. I still can't say it. That's fine. I already said it. Um, <laughs> uh, combining theory and what you see on the fretboard, it's important to understand what your arpeggios and scales actually are. And same as a previous category, you need to start from the basics and then build up. If you don't know how major scale works, it's probably not the best idea to go into some wild arpeggios. All right. I'm actually going to reference some material, like something that I actually picked up. And forgive my delay. I have to actually look it up because I just want to give you the actual name. The um, So what I found with, when you're a uh, self-taught musician that you, there's actually a point where you either need to get to a, uh, you actually need to consult someone who knows what they're doing, like a coach or like, you know, a good friend that knows how to play. You need somebody that can actually like coach you like through a couple of things, like give them a piece of music and say, hey, can you break this out for me? But what I've also found is if you, um, if you're more interested in looking for the actual like resources, there's a book out there. It's called The Only Guitar Book You'll Ever Need. It's by Mark Schonbrunn and Ernie Jackson. If you're a beginning guitarist and you want to actually get a beginner um, look at all of these uh, like really like hard techniques, but 
and like really get into like arpeggios and scales and things like that this like this is the read mm-hmm. and like this actually breaks down tuning the guitar like it goes like if you like never picked up a guitar in your life mm-hmm. this is the book that you want okay. now if you are a seasoned guitarist i mean you could probably actually skip the first couple of chapters but when i went through it i actually read like from page one the to beginning. and i can i can honestly say i'm not fully through it but <laughs> <laughs> um but i did start when i when i started reading it i did start reading it like from the beginning because it's like one of those things like if you really want to learn you start from the beginning yeah and somebody who's going to tell you how to do things properly Mm -hmm. like that it's a great it's a great great read um if i can find a link to it i'll I'll link it on the pages but it's out there and uh number four on this list is putting these things together and creating your your uh your unique style in the end uh your playing is all about you sounding like you content technique and theory mean nothing if you don't use them well so uh practice techniques i mean one of the things i i personally do when i practice i mean i i do like to learn artists that i want to be not necessarily sound like but be similar to i like to learn their music makes sense um like i like to learn a treyu mm-hmm. oh dan jacobs action i do uh Especially like per, like when I'm like I'm down here by myself and like there's only like one instrument. I do like do a lot of things acoustically, mm-hmm. just to uh, because I can like fill all sure. of it right. kind of thing and uh, try to do like my own rendition mm-hmm. of stuff. But um, I mean, I and I see that this is more of a guitar view, but um, as a drummer's point of view, when I started playing, I used to use two hi hats. Because I didn't understand the whole foot. I mean, I've always used double bass, you know, the double kick pedal. It's just, even when I started, like I got a double kick pedal pretty quickly. So I didn't, I didn't know the technique between the hi hat and the open and close and the whole nine yards. So I always had a closed secondary for that reason. But you know, again, as you learn, you you do it your own way. And I mean, I'm I'm down to one hi hat again, just because I've learned how to use it. So you kind of, I mean, you kind of do it your own, your own way. And I mean, the article I think was based around like the like the guitarist action, but mm-hmm. even being like a drummer, like when you said when you go down, I mean, I I, I can see myself as like a beginning drummer. It's mm-hmm. like I want to challenge myself to play like this sure. level and like yeah. And God bless you, drummers, if you can actually read drumming sheet music. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, from a drummer's point of view, yes. I look at it and just it sounds, it just sounds more like a it sounds like a more like a an ear yeah. ear thing to me than uh, anything else. That's but, a, um, I mean that's how I've always learned it. So all right. so all we got for news, kid. That's it for me, sir. All right. This is heavy metal over a six pack battle royale tournament edition. Our main show today, we have a uh, we have a field of uh, thirty two female fronted metal artists that um that we're going to be entering into the uh, the the battle royale for the uh, the world's best uh, female fronted metal band as uh, according to uh, heavy metal over a six pack and um 
Now, in uh, previous episodes, like we did the uh, we did the uh, the best uh, folk uh, Celtic uh, heavy metal band, and there was uh, I believe sixteen. Yes. So we're and we did that like a, a head the head com- competition kind of a thing. So what we have is we have thirty two. So we need to pick the um, the sixteen top female fronted heavy metal bands, and then we are actually in uh, in future episodes we will break them out. So for today, we're actually going to uh, just go down the list. And um, myself and Anthony have actually uh, rated these. I think we ended up with uh, 31 total bands. Because mm-hmm. one actual... of them didn't really... One of them we couldn't find. Does not exist. So uh, these bands were actually picked from the uh, from a tops list on the uh, thetop10s.com. Uh, a, great ep- a great website if you're trying to find... Uh, I mean, they... Have like rankings like up the wazoo, like a really really cool little, like little website, and I just couldn't stop. Like I, I had 16 of the uh, the full Celtic bands, and I was going down this list, and I just couldn't stop. That's why mm-hmm. we ended up with 32. Uh, we will link all 32 bands to the uh, to the uh, the social medias and the uh, the um, episode web web page. But with that being said, now today is just a preliminary round. So what we do is we go through all of these bands, and they have a score of one to six in six different categories. All six of those categories come up with an overall score. Those six categories are vocals, lyrics, guitar, drum, effects, and other production. And then finally, overall sound. And um, today, we're just gonna kind of give you our totals. Yeah, because there's more than the well, there's there's 32 of them. Forever. Yeah, there's 32 of them. Mm-hmm. When we get to the individual battles, I mean, just we'll break like them down a little yeah, more. we'll 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 break them down more. But unfortunately, 16 of these uh, lovely lady fronted uh, metal bands, we gotta say goodbye to. Anthony, are you ready for this, kid? I am as ready as can be. All right, hold on. Would you like to do the honors, sir, of starting this? But of course. Band number one. Best female fronted metal band of all time, according to Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. Um, I have Nightwish. Okay. Uh, six categories, six points each. I have 22. I myself have 20. That's a final score of 42. Pretty solid. And Anthony, by all means, if you have any thoughts on these bands as we go on, like, uh, we can we can throw like simple stuff. We're just not going to uh, obviously break down like all 32. Sure. These these uh, these, uh, these ladies. I wish I was actually like. But they're fine. Pleasantly surprised by. Yeah. I feel like I've heard them before, but like I never gave them no. any credit. And there's but there's a then, lot like, of nuts throwing sound. A lot of the bands that sound pretty pretty similar. All right, band number two. Um, I don't think anybody in the world doesn't know who these guys are. It's uh, Evanescence. Um, now, I, I've grown up with Evanescence. Yeah. And the, they're fine. The only issue I have is that you look at their catalog, and they got, like, three songs. That's it. The catalog is tough for me because um, Evanescence is more of, like, a radio edit as far as I'm concerned. Um, I love I, I like Amy, Amy Lee Amy Lee's phenomenal in her own sense um, 
the band itself, I mean, they have a great sound. I mean, mm -hmm. don't don't get me wrong. But there's nothing there's nothing that blows me away by Evanescence. Right, and I mean, I think what made them themselves. I mean, you look at their most popular song, "Bring Me to Life." You have that male backup vocal, and that's kind of what made them in my mind. But I mean, that's not a thing anymore. But I gave them a twenty. Give them a twenty-two. So they are also a forty-two. All right. Uh, number three on the list is Lacuna Coil. Now Lacuna Coil, like back in the day, I've I've seen I've seen Lacuna Coil like live. Have you? Um, unfortunately, not in. Um, again, what's the word I'm looking for? Not in their own sense. Like I've seen them in festival form. Sure. Like, they, they, they're not been, headlining. They've been a part of society. a Ozfest. Sure. So like I, I mean, I've only like seen 20 minute clips of them. Mm -hmm. um, the problem that I have with Lacuna Coil is like I think they are uh, they are a slave to the hits. Mm -hmm. Like the hit songs that Lacuna Coil has is the best of what they Agreed. have. Like they're again, you go back to their catalog. Yeah, same as Evanescence. Um, these are effects wisely, like et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, for me, it's an eighteen. Lacuna got a twenty-one for me. Twenty-one. I believe I actually learned these guys from Rock Band or Garage Band with the song "Our Truth." was one of the uh, songs on there. That's why I picked them up. I mean, you, you have to go back to, like, their first... I, I want to say it's their first release where, like, Heaven's a Lie. And I can't I can't recall off the top of my head, like, what the rest of it uh, is. Enjoy the, the Silence, Ghost in the Mist, Spellbound. I know that was one of their big ones. The thing the thing about their first album was, like, the, the album that, like, uh, Heaven's a Lie came off of, it's, um... They all sound the same. Yeah. Very repetitive, like yeah, I mean, kind of. Oh. I don't want to use the word "one trick pony." They were previously known as Sleep of Right and Ethereal. Previous names. Fun fact. All right, so Grant Oliver, Lacuna Coil, thirty-nine. Uh, band number four is Within Temptation. Now, in your uh, in your research, uh. I, I'm not. I'm not sure how far you got it. Like, I I've actually known within within temptation. Okay. Now, the thing. Symphonic. It's very metal band. There's a lot of symphony. There's a lot of them in this whole list. But yes, there's a lot. But there's a like the. There's a cat here. Hey, kitty. More importantly. Um, there there's definitely like a lot of a lot of symphony, but um. What's odd? What's odd about them? I, I I put them up there. What the hell is that? The Trans Siberian Orchestra. You okay. Take, you take the Trans Siberian Orchestra, add like a smidge more metal and like a hot like female singer. And I you can get, see it. And you get Within Temptation. Sure. That's my take on Within Temptation. With them. <laughs> within Temptation. <laughs> For me, they were twenty-one. Well then, uh, honestly, we're all about the honesty, right? I know, and and I get that. I actually gave him a sixteen. That's right. A little more symphonic than I need, needed. Item right, number five would be Arch Enemy. I'm gonna. I'll start with these guys. So, I was actually telling Marcus earlier. Now, when Arch Enemy was was first, you know, when they first started coming out, um, it's never never a huge fan. I don't know if it was their voice. Um, I gave him a 16. 
And going back to the, uh, now, they have their new singer, um, I believe Alyssa White Gloves. White mm-hmm. Gloves. Yep. Uh, from the Agonist. And um, again, I've, I've, I'm a huge fan of the Agonist. I've enjoyed them a little more since, but I'm still not a huge, huge fan of them. But overall, I'm, I'm going to give them a 16. Okay. My, um, my overall uh, judging, I have a. Uh... I'm a big fan of their new album, and uh, that's uh, that's actually with a uh, it's Alyssa. Yeah, the, the new one, right? It's a uh, it's Alyssa sleep in my bed tonight. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm not sorry. a song. I'm so- oh my god, did I say that out loud? I'm I mean, so you sorry. shattered into the microphone. So sorry. I really their new album, like I think, like swayed me. Like I wasn't necessarily like an Arch Enemy fan like prior to their new album. Um, Overall, I did give them a 23. Now, I believe within with the whole swap of everything, they uh, added they added um, sorry Jeff Loomis, originally from Nevermore, as their guitarist, and I'm, I mean I'm, he's phenomenal. He does a lot of solo stuff. Like I do like the so instrumentation. I think that, uh, like the, the I'm sure that helped them a little bit. Kind of changed, not necessarily change up the sound, but uh, improved it if you must. Band number six is Epica. They, um, little side research. One of the other bands we have in here, Forever After, they, this band was founded by their member, uh, Mark Jensen, who is their guitarist. There's some of the background vocals. Yeah. All right. Yep. I, uh, I was really high on her, uh, I was actually really high on her lyrics. I was really high on her vocals. Um, I like the drumming and the effects that they put mm-hmm. in this one. In, in, in they were music. very effect worthy. Um, overall, I got a 21. 20 for myself. Pretty good, pretty good. All right, we got the uh, the Almighty Hailstorm. I saw. God, the year I don't even remember. A few years ago. I saw. Shine down at the House of Blues in Boston. <laughs> Hailstorm opened for them. Never heard of them before. Brand new. They were giving out their their first album. And her vocal range is absurd. Like absurd. I mean, the the newer stuff I feel isn't as good. I was but... gonna say when you say her vocal range is absurd, like how much is she showing? In her newest releases, not as much as her older ones, honestly. Hey. Because that's that's what made Lizzie what she was. I mean, her covers are one thing. They have a few cover albums, which we we went over before. I mean, I would marry her in a second. But she's um, got that raspy. Like, there's a little she's rasp got that, to it. Like, that, it's a, like a little attitude. Raw, little yeah. raw, little attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to saying it. Um. I've always been a big fan of Hailstorm from day one. They were one of the... When I started getting into the uh, female-fronted, Hailstorm was definitely one of the first. Uh, I gave him a 24 on my end. Um, heavy on her vocals. They're very good. The drummer, from my point of view, is phenomenal. Very good stage presence. Looks like Edge from WWE. That's that's nothing to do with it, 
my uh, my personal rating for Hailstorm, I think, actually, like, uh, goes back to, like, their overall catalog. And they're, I mean, to put it softly, I mean, they're a radio edit, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. I actually only, I only gave them an 18. I'm so sorry, Lizzy Hale. I'm sorry. But I love you. But that's why you're listening to my podcast, because we have our own. Our own opinions. And a cat that's wandered in here. Yep. Our next group is uh, in this moment. So I'll start with I'll, I'll sure. start with it. It's uh, Maria Brink. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Brink. In this moment. So I feel like here's the thing about in this moment. Like they'll put they'll put a song out that like I'm like ah eh, whatever. Like I think in all honesty, like one of their most popular songs I think in the world is Whore. Yep. And. Sure. All I hear from Whore is, like, a whiny-ass bitch who, I mean, essentially gets, you know, gets the D. Like, For lack of like, better terms. In, in serious. In all seriousness. I'm no, being, like, I mean, completely yeah. serious. So, and that's not their greatest song in the world. No. I'm sorry, guys. If you listen to In This Moment, Whore is not the best song that came from In This Moment. And I actually don't mind the song Whore, but... If you you have to go deep into the catalog. Mm-hmm. You have to actually like appreciate like what they're doing. And the other problem within this moment is I really think they're built for life. Now I, I want to go into this. I actually read an article recently um, from Marina and her guitars. So slight side note: when when I first started listening to them, when their first album came out, they were heavy, they were fast, very thrashy. Uh, when I saw them at Warped Tour, the same thing. It was more the screamy, growly as opposed to the the vocals. I mean, when I when I saw them, if anyone's ever seen uh, in this moment now, it's it's theatrical, like a heavy metal Lady Gaga. I don't wanna, I don't want to use that term, but it, it's exactly what it is. It's it's an all visual. Exactly. She changes outfits every every you know song to fit said song. It's a show. Mm-hmm. And they were saying I was reading nowadays that they've gotten so big, like they have all these these plans for. I mean, when they go to a show, I think she was saying they have an, a complete uh, 18-wheeler, like, full-blown, full of props, along with, like, two, two, three tour buses, just for all of the equipment that they use nowadays, and, and that's that's what they wanted. They wanted to have a show. They wanted to be a visual act, and, 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 and I feel like that's they do that well. I mean, I, that's why they're there, right. as far as... I mean, I think a lot of their music is like built around like their show. It's built around their stage show. It's built around and go back to to Rob Zombie, to Marilyn Manson. It's the same same idea. But um, even like the newer albums, like you you go back to the old stuff, like they like the thrash, the heavy, mm-hmm. and like whatnot. They have some hidden gems, like the new Agreed. ones. Like I actually, I, I there there are a couple of tunes that like even. I haven't heard previously like uh, like Adrenaline is off of like the new album and yep. like Adrenaline's a great tune. Not to him and Ha. I gave him a twenty three. I gave him this moment a twenty one. The uh, next act on this list we have the Agonist. Hello. Uh, <clears throat> I'll start off with the Agonist. Uh, I've I started honestly like I said before I, I listened to them before not before but along with Arch Enemy and I've always preferred the Agonist over. Mostly because she does a lot of her clean vocals, and I enjoy the mix of the heavy and clean. And and as as we know, uh, Alyssa 
This is the, the singer of um, Arch Enemy now, which is kind of funny because their new album they put out, um, if you listen to the album before with Alyssa and the, the album now with uh, their new singer, if you didn't know that it's not the same person, you would have no, I had no idea. I listened to the new album multiple times and didn't even think about it till I watched a live thing and looked it up. I was like, it's it's a different person. Their vocals, their scream are exactly almost the same. So, I mean, they, they've definitely filled in to fit it, that's for sure. But uh, I, I've listened to Agonist for a while. I enjoy them a lot. Uh, I actually rated them a 27 on my end. It's going over my ratings. They get a... I love the balance that she has, like with her vocals. I was a, uh, I was a 24 for them. So uh, the Agonist is uh, walking away with a pretty kick-ass score. Number 10 on our list is uh, it's gonna be Kitty. I'll let you have this one. All right, so I'll paint you a picture of a story. There was a uh, 16, 17-year-old boy that um, he went to a show this one time, and uh, there was. Bunch of great acts like Fear Factory. I think Dope was involved. Uh, uh, Boy hits car. Um, this guy actually went and he uh, got the the backstage passes because he he wanted to uh, to meet all of the bands, especially like Fear Factory and Kitty. I remember uh, being like obsessed with like Tolina, the guitarist. But um, I don't have Tolina's autograph on my poster because Tolina was, like, too busy uh, socializing with, like, a couple of male figures in the background. But um, I have a heart I have a heartstring for Kitty. Like, their, their catalog, like, even from back in the day, like, you go back in, like, the old school, like, spit and brackish. And then, like, you get into, like, their, like, their more recent um, albums. Um, for me... Into the Darkness and uh, In the End are like two like anthem anthem type tracks, but I mean they are pure new metal. I mean they are pure like the, it's all female. Like if I if I went through, I mean they don't blow you away with guitar. They don't blow you away with like drum work, but they have that that like '90s sound though. Well, but f- what I was gonna like. For lack of better terms, fuck are they fun? In fact, one of my fondest memories is seeing the seeing them at uh, the Ozfest at the uh, uh, Great Woods at the time, now the Xfinity Center. But we yep. used to have like a second stage. It was actually like up in the trees, and like uh, a crowd full of people like saying, "Show me your boobs," because that's how respectful we were <laughs> back in the day when like a full female band like came out and like their immediate reaction was like show me your dick and I I had the biggest crush on like Tolina for like, don't you have the autographs too yeah we just talked about that while you were in the pisser over there okay. um, these guys really pull at my heartstrings because like I, I, I actually I, I've seen them I've seen them live multiple times they're they're a fun group they're not the most in they're one of those groups that, like, they're not the most talented in the world, but you know what? Goddamn, they're fucking awesome. Right. Um, they do have a 21 on my end. They have 23 on my end. Next in line, we got Flyleaf. Um, another band that, that I've listened to a few uh, through my younger years. My personal opinion, I, I think they're fine. 
they don't do anything great for me. They don't do anything awful for me. Uh, they have a 19 on my end. Pretty much down the middle. Yeah, my thing with Flyleaf, I go back to the, uh, guys stick to the hits. They have some really good tunes. Like, uh, Flyleaf, the song on their, I believe their second release, it was called Again, mm-hmm. is a great song. <clears throat> um, they have a couple of uh, singles off of their first album that, I mean, in all honesty, they're pretty similar to me. Yeah. Like, they, they both kind of sound again. Again is a great tune, but you have to stick to, you have to, uh, you gotta stick to the hits. There are 19 on my end. Yep, that's what I got. Same. Next on the uh, next on the list, we have Otep. I used to listen to Otep a lot. They um, and and re-listening to them upon our, our research here, um, open up some some reclosed doors, I guess. They uh, they have their kind of like rapcore-ness to them, which which I enjoy. It's a little different because so our our list consists of like a good amount of the like symphonic you know opery kind of sounds and, I, and these guys these guys are broken up a lot better uh, I give them a 24 in my end really yep. Oof. you are you're not so high yourself huh I'm uh no I'm so sorry Otep I mean trying I'm trying to just put like put the words together when I when I, when I listen to Otep I, you uh I get you know when somebody like describes the music as like screamo I, I, I consider that a derogatory term, and when I listen to Otep, it's a to me, it's a female version of Screamo. Okay. Um, they have a cover song out there. Uh, uh, Royal. They cover Royals, actually. I heard that. They cover the Royal. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't get. Uh, I don't know. I mean, unless maybe I didn't. I rate them pretty low. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna be a dead horse here. I I gave them a 14. And with that being said, we move on to the pretty reckless. These guys are actually, uh, I believe they're on XLO. Not X, I'm just God. Sorry, XLO. Uh, WAF. I believe one of their songs was pretty big on there. Um, yeah, probably. And you know what? And honestly, WXLO probably has like pretty reckless also. I'll give you my Heaven's, overall. Heaven knows, I apologize. Yeah, I'll give you my overall opinion on, on, on the pretty reckless. You know what? She's got a great voice, but the band itself. Yeah, no, I, it's, I, I agree it's with you. Pop rock, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Um, it's not my thing. They got a 15 on my book. 15 as well for me. From New York City, too. Semi close. Next group we have is uh, After Forever. After Forever, I just remember the, uh, the, the, the vocals threw me off. You know, it's funny because we went over a band called Revamp, and it's the same lead singer, Floor Jensen. And uh, the, I believe she also played Nightwish for a little bit. So correct me if I'm wrong. Sir. If it's uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty op- pretty opery. It is. It's very opery. Yeah, I, I'm. And you know what? I give all the credit in the world if you can sing mm-hmm. opera. And like, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not knocking you, but like, it's just it, if you're act- if you're asking for a one man's opinion, not my thing. I'm right with you. Like, um, I give him an 18 for myself. And the the only problem that I have with after after forever is, you know what? There's opera type singers where like the instrumentation behind it is just like it just like kicks the shit out of you. Mm -hmm. It's like wow, like the instrumentation is like awesome, but not having a hair. She doesn't have it. Mm -hmm. You gave it an eighteen. I gave it a fifteen. I also dropped my pen. I have more. I found it. Proud of you. Leaves eyes. Yeah, they weren't. Should I put this 
nicely, I guess. They're, they're kind of cutesy. They're they're very. You want me to be nice? Like you, want, if, you want to hear my if version? You could of nice? have like a flower garden. I feel like this is the music you would play. If somebody like pissing your tulip. Friend of me's gone, Marcus. We went over this. I gave him a 12. I was not impressed. I, I mean, not that I wasn't impressed. It's just it's just not my style. All right. So I'm going to go back to, like, my previous statement. Like, like my previous rant, like, prior to, like, when you get, like, constructive, constructive criticism. I can defend every point that I give or do not give. Leaves eyes. I'm sorry. You're just not my thing. You're probably somebody's... Sure. And I'm sure you sold hundreds of albums. I gave him 15, and thank God you're not moving on because we don't have to talk about you ever again. This is negative as um six albums. Yeah, so somebody loves you. Yep, that's all that matters. And you have a DVD. somebody loves you. I love the <clears throat> fact that you're putting out material, but I don't love the fact that I may have to listen to it. So who's next? Who's next? Number 16 is Straight Line Stitch. I'll let you have this one. You gonna let me start? I'll let All you right. start. Here's my thing. So straight line stitch. If I if I was to uh, break down like my six topics, so vocals, lyrics, guitar, drum, effects, and overall sound. She doesn't have the prettiest voice in the world. The guitar does not blow you away. I do like the drum. I think that I think the drumming is like pretty creative. There's not a lot of like effect in like overall production. But the thing with st- straight line stitch. And I'm gonna go personal mm-hmm. on this one. They have one of my top ten favorite songs ever made. Unfortunately, you guys can't hear it right now, but myself and Anthony are uh, listening to it at the moment. Mm-hmm. I can listen to the song on a freaking loop because, like, this is everything that like I ever asked for in like a tune. I give Straight Line Stitch a 21. I followed it up with a 20. Next on the list, we have Amaranti. The Swedish, and they have three lead vocalists. They do, and you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually. The thing about Amaranthi is, I'm not, I'm not necessarily convinced that like the female is actually considered like the lead front in this song. So it's it, a mixture. It might not be fair. So if you actually listen to Amaranthi, like there, there's a very strong male. Pre- in fact, there's two very strong <laughs> yeah, there's male two. preferences. Yeah, there's a clean the one and there's a. Uh, there's a uh, there's a like a like a metalcore scream action. Excuse us, we're all watching the cat play drums right now. We're Check watching YouTube. Kitty. Ha! Ah! But then, but they came up on the top tens and you know what? God damn it, I fucking love this band. They're good. Uh, they're they're one of the heavier ones instrumentally. They're one of the heavier ends of it. I think they have an awesome balance of heavy. They have an awesome balance balance of synth. Mm-hmm. They have an awesome balance of clean. Yep. And I mean, if you take the metal vocals and to play, yep. like what, you got twenty four in my book. Uh, twenty four for me as well, sir. Our next band is Tristania. They were pretty, very pretty. They were very heavy on the effects. Yeah. But again, they had that opery sound. Yeah. Like if you if you could have the soundtrack to Sailor Moon, these guys would would like blow it away. I like where you're going with that. They have an eighteen on my end. I only gave him a 17. For all of you out there that are like putting on music, I'm like so sorry if like you have an opera type singer. Like I get it. You have a skill that's like out there, but like you have to live with the opinions of two men. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not in the opera <laughs> orchestra. Nope. I apologize. Not my thing. I set the kill. From Phoenix with the Rodriguez sisters. Alright, I Set the Kill is one of those bands like when I first listened to them I, I had no idea that it was a female singer. She's got a very raspy voice. Um, I'm not into her vocals. They're fun. They, it doesn't, it just doesn't balance out to me. Like, they don't do anything special with guitar. I don't get like that like cool drum action. For me, I Set the Kill is a 14. They, um, put her higher on my end. Actually, uh, a lot of the more hidden songs. The drums are actually, in my, my opinion, pretty decent. Uh, 23 on my end. It's a uh, pretty wide span of uh, opinion mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. us. Well, good cop, bad cop action right there. All right. This is an interesting one. The Birthday Massacre. Okay. Canadian. If anybody is listening that likes the Birthday Massacre, let me talk to you right now. Just me and you. Uh, Anthony's petting the cat, so we're fun. Here's my feeling on the birthday massacre. I want to like you. I really do. Like, if I go by the individual scorecard, like, I'm listening to your stuff, and I'm like, there's something here, but, but, dot, 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 dot. And then I listen to, like, the next track, and I'm like, man, there's something about this group, like... I'm like drawn in, but I just don't. I can't allow myself to like. Like I don't. I don't know how to describe the interaction right now between the cat and Anthony. But anyway, um, the birthday massacre. <laughs> he started it. He hit me. I'm trying to put. I'm trying to put the words in my like my head right now. It's like how do I describe this? Because like you know, I like it's like a redheaded love child. It's like. You love to hate it? I feel like there's something here, but man, like, long story short, I gave him an 18. 15 on my end. Next group on the list is a band called D Lane. Uh, fun fact that I learned about D Lane it is from a Stephen King novel, The Eyes of a Dragon, from the uh, Kingdom of D Lane, is what they used it from. That's and, pretty fun. And former Within Temptation keyboardist, uh, Martin Waterhole. More fun facts for you. Love the guitar. Love yeah. the uh, yeah. overall production. Um, drums in the action. Like it. Vocals did nothing for me. They have a 19 on my end. I'm an 18. All right. Next on uh, next on the the group is uh, Abnormality. This is this was the redheaded stepchild of it. They were the the death metal band of it all. So Abnormality. Um, very pissed. very local. Marlboro, Massachusetts. Yep. So that's uh, right, right in our wheelhouse here. Um, Abnormality was actually formed by uh, a couple of dudes that were actually involved in like a couple of other bands, which I don't have in front of me, so I'm not going to say <laughs> say the name. There was a few, but I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to classify it as like a supergroup. But there was a uh, couple of musicians that actually said, "Is like, hey, uh, this chick's got something going on," and like they uh, they took uh, their craft. They really cut you off. Uh, various accesses: sexcrement, sexcrement, forced asphyxiation, goratory, parasitic. Pardon me on this one. Extirpation and ironac. You wanted your. They are. Um, they are very death metal. Very. Um, death goth. Extreme metal, as uh, 
the wiki puts it. For not me, a, yeah. for me, it was a sixteen. Not my my um, go-to. Not my cup of tea. If you must beer, cup of beer, glass of beer, Stein of cerveza. Uh, seventeen. All right, next on the list, baby metal. Now I showed you these guys. All right, I'm not gonna lie. So I'm going through the. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually doing my rating process, and I'm, I'm trying to do like everybody's like due diligence, and like I put on, I turn on baby metal. I'm listening to the instrumental, and then like the vocals happen, and I cracked up laughing. Instrumentally, they're, <clears throat> excuse me, they're phenomenal. Very heavy. They really are. They're very tight. They really are. But the vocals is, it's just. Uh, you can so only, you can fucking only anime so Japanese. Well, I mean, that's what they are. Like if. If I had friggin' Sephiroth from, like... Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> battling, I don't know, fucking Godzilla. I mean, technically both Japanese. Tell you know me. what? That's a great explanation. So, like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. It's Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII battling... Godzilla. Godzilla. 19 for me. I got a 21 to my end. And they actually toured with uh, Judas Priest. Figure that one out. That's fine. I'm okay with that. All right. As long as someone is. Because I like Sephiroth, so. <laughs> I like Godzilla, so that works. If I was going to do a pinup, it would be Sephiroth. Be, know, that would be your pinup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to picture this. I'm struggling, though. A pinup of Sephiroth? That's Come a on. long sword to be putting on your arm. <laughs> How you doing? Alright, what's next? Uh, Serenia. Serenia. Alright, here's my scorecard for Serenia. Suck, 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 and suck. From Norway. But it was pleasant, I gave him a 15. I gave him an 18. Mostly for the effects. Like, if I was playing, like, Elder Scrolls, like, you know, Oblivion, Daggerfall, any of the sorts, that would be the music you'd play. I mean, we can keep this going as long as you want. Mm-hmm. But I gave him a suck, 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 and suck. Sucky, sucky. Arcona? A Russian folk metal band. Remember the uh, the odd odd people out? They were different. They sounded different. I give them a 20 on my end. They weren't great. They weren't terrible. But they were different. So it was enough to catch my attention. I wasn't happy with the vocals, but I liked the drum. And mm-hmm. I like the uh, I like the guitar. Sure. They actually got a twenty on my end as well. Cool. Exandria. I have a twenty-two on my end. Again, they were fine. The effects again was uh, was a, the uh, show stealer. Yeah, I'm a twenty-two. Talk about the same band. Correct. All right. I did not give him a twenty-two. Give a fifteen. See that. I'm not going to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm just going to write the numbers down on the paper and shut up. All right. Moving on. There's a couple of ones on my scorecard. <laughs> I don't think I threw any ones. I have a couple of ones and I have one six. There's one six on my scorecard. And six ones. All right. Therion. Here's my thing with Therion. Therion back in the day, they have two front women that actually do the vocals of Therion. Um, Because they were originally death metal, correct? Ish. Ish. Pretty great band. Um, When I when I actually like re looked them up before like the 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 purpose of this 
the segment, I couldn't actually find the music, but like the the newest stuff that like they came out with. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's Opry ish. For a long story short, they kind of hurt my feelings. Fun fact: While I have this, fun fact: Thomas Carlson does their um, lyrics. He is the founder of the magical order of the Dragon Rouge. Sure. I mean, if anyone's going to write lyrics, then mine is going to be the founder of the Dragon Rouge. Right? Whatever that is, probably Whatever important. Whatever that is doesn't fucking matter, because... They got a 16 on my end. I had high hopes for these guys. They're the vocals a, just weren't, weren't in it for they're me. They're only a 19 on my end, because... I couldn't find the stuff that I knew them for. Alright, let's get into this. Unleash the Arches. <laughs> if Unleash the right, Arches. Unleash the Arches for me is a female version of Iron Maiden. But yeah. like not Iron Maiden. But if like like some epic guitar shit. The power metal. Like with some awesome fucking and Diddly Diddlies. Yeah, some diddly diddlies with some. Yep. And I. They have a twenty-six on my end. They're They're quite fun. Twenty-four for me. Uh, Next act I have is Draconian. Um, pretty basic on my end. They were fine. But if you took Evanescence and threw them in a medieval state, eighteen for me. I feel like you're being kind. Oh, it's. Well, I started notes, that rumor. My it's notes say suck, 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 Ooh. and suck. A lot more suckleage action. So I'm sorry, Draconian. They have no. a cool name, though. Eh, whatever. Did you uh, hold Pat on your uh, stitch apart? Did I do what to my stitch apart? Stand pat on your uh, score for stitch up. Yeah, I have the same one as I had before. Okay. An icon for hire? Same. Do you have those? I do. Stitch apart is a 27, and icon has a 30. Originally for me. So, uh, out of the field of 32, like we gave everybody like a final score. I will, because um, in all honesty, I'm not doing it right now. We'll give you the final 16 the, uh, for the next one. The uh, next Battle Royale episode will have the heads-up competition for the uh, world's best female-fronted heavy metal band. And as far as I'm concerned, it is the world's best heavy metal band because we fucking said so. God damn it. Damn Skippy. Any side thoughts for the people, Anthony? Well, we have a beer review. Well, once again, if you let me finish my sentence... (laughs) <laughs> Any side thoughts for the people before we do our beer review? <laughs> Besides our beer review, negatory, sir, I believe we have covered what we needed to cover. Let's friggin' review some beer. It's time to grab another beer and then talk about it. This is What Are You Drinking Today? I would personally like... <laughs> Sidebar. Literally sidebar. A bar. So, uh, Clark and Chesterfield, American single malt whiskey. They are out of, 
and I'm gonna get this wrong, but I'm gonna take a wild guess. I believe they are at a Winchester, New Hampshire. I actually picked up this Family Reserve bottle. It is a uh, limited edition bottle. You all right over there? My drum seat only's got three legs, so I got you. If I lean too far. Um, this uh, Family Reserve bottle of, of uh, Winchester, with, New Hampshire. Uh, yes. Winchester, New Hampshire. Super. Mm -hmm. um, decided to dr decided to drink like a man today and do a. Uh, a couple of fingers of the uh, the single malt whiskey, but my actual beer review comes from Wachusett Brewing. Right now, in town. The um the good thing about this beer right now is it's uh it's out of season, so I bought a uh, twelve pack for eight dollars and nine clearance. Now there's two seasons in my book out there. There's uh, Oktoberfest season and then there's uh, Quinn's Amber Ale season. For, uh, from Watch Use It. And uh, Quinn's Amber Ale, for me, uh, if you go down the state, you go down the Now, here's the thing with Watch Use It Brewing Company, guys. If you drink some of their stuff, like, oh, Christ, what's what's their biggest seller? Country Ale? Watch Use It, their country is. Yeah, it's kind of their main. Right. I mean, the Watch Use It Blueberry is pretty big, too. There's a. In the Watch Use It Brewery. Uh, the blueberry. blueberry. Excuse me. The blueberry. Um, they're relatively their beers have like a, a a massive hoppiness to it. Now the thing about the Quins is like a nice smooth amber. It usually comes out around St. Patty's Day. Um, if you go to the brew yard, it's available starting like in uh, early in February, mm -hmm. and it's not usually available anymore come St. Patty's Day because like it's so popular, like they sell out of it. Um, like I said, it's a nice smooth amber, has a nice smooth flavor. For this guy, 4.5. Okay. All right. So my beer for the day, going back to my porters, is Vanilla Espresso Rain Cloud. As I'm sure you can all guess, is Vanilla and Espresso. Black as shit. And extremely strong. It's got a very heavy espresso-ness to it. It's a... Uh, little much for my, my taste. It's not terrible, but it's, it's very strong, very bitter. Um, I'm gonna keep in the middle on this and set this rain cloud to about a three out of six. I'll put it right in the middle. So I feel like at the end of this, I had a very judgmental episode, Anthony. You done good, kid. Done good, pig. All right, I'm, gl do, pig. I'm glad you're happy. Do. do you want to uh, wrath some judgment on anybody? Wrath? I think I'm good. No, no wrath on my end today. You know, you're being, you, you, you're, you're totally playing like the good cop. Always. Whatevs. I only put the bad cop when I need to. <laughs> Absolutely necessary. Guys, thank you very much for uh, listening as always. Uh, we can be found on the iTunes and Podomatic if you're, you know, if you're listening to this right now, you probably found us on one of those two. I would assume if you can physically hear us, then yeah. Um, but check us out on the uh, Facebook at H-M-O-A, number six, P-A-C-K. Um, email address at H-M-O-A. Let me start over. H-M-O-A, number six, P-A-C-K, at gmail.com. Please, if you want us to uh, review an album... Shoot it over to us via email. 
if you are a local artist that actually has that actually would like us to uh, feature some of your music like on our podcast so like, e- email us also um, we can do interviews we can feature music like like I said throw us uh, email and we can work that out with you mm-hmm. uh, I can be found um, on Facebook at Mark Gothier Jr. Um, the band can be found at Sire Metal Band uh, at Marked underscore official. A lot of avenues to contact us, but please give us your feedback, give us your uh, your insights, and uh, please share, like, listen, repeat. We'll see you next time. See you. Good. Bye. That is the end of this episode. Signing off for two dudes who think you give a shit about their opinion. This is Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. See you next time.